Yes, dear listeners at home, you are welcome to Chapter Verses and Episode Co Podcast. And once again, your host is Tola Johnson. Today, I am sort of very happy because uh, I'm interviewing one of my senior orgas. Is is a, a permanent secretary. He's presently is the permanent secretary in the Ministry of Works, and he will be retiring tomorrow. He will be doing, having his pen down tomorrow by 11 p.m. And it's a great, 11 a.m., sorry. It's a great honor that uh, I am having this chat and interview with him. And uh, basically, the topic we are having is uh, engineering practice in Nigeria. And uh, before I, w- I comes up, I just uh, want us to have a music. talking about or discussing about today is uh, the UNESCO report about problems facing the growth of engineering and profession in Nigeria. My Augusta Engineer too, you are welcome to this uh, podcast channel. Yeah, thank you, Tola. Yes, and I'm grateful and I, appre- I really appreciate this out of your busy schedule. You are able to give me a short time of your schedule to, to have this uh, interview with you. Yes, as part of the uh, report from UNESCO, uh, part of the problems is a lack of involvement of engineers in policy matters. And as a retired PS, do you agree to this assertion by UNESCO, sir? Mm, yes, yes. Uh, there are some certain things that has, there are certain things that are taking place. You know, most of the things that have been done are based on policies. And when policies are done, and it doesn't have uh, an element of uh, engineering or, or or the groups that that made policies does not uh, adequately involve the engineers, definitely the policy will have a fault. But at the same time, I I think we need to talk to ourselves as engineers because engineers we have not been involving ourselves in, in politics. And uh, with the strength and the way politics is being played in Nigeria, it's those people that are there that decide. And once you are not part of them, then they will decide whatever is in the field for you. And it is not good for the growth of the country. It's affecting the, the country GDP. It's affecting unemployment. It's a chain event. Okay. But, uh, so, so I think uh, it's a thing that we should, all, we should collectively look into as, engin- as engineers and make sure that anytime such we have a we have a we are adequately represented in any of any of these organizations that we need to take policies on uh, engineering. So you are throwing a challenge to us that uh, engineers should participate in politics mm-hmm. from the grassroots to the top. Well it's, it it appears that is the only way out now. Because it's those people that are there that are taking the decisions. Yes. And 
And once we are not represented there, then whatever decision they take on our behalf, right or wrong, is what we will, will continue to implement. Thanks for that uh, comment, sir. Also, UNESCO mentioned that uh, uh, definitely engineers grow through challenges. Throughout your career, sir, that spanned 35 years, uh, can you adequately point out to which challenges you have uh, uh, allowed the engineer engineers to go through? Maybe you give us instances that can refresh our memory. Oh, thank well, you. Uh, thank you, Engineer Tola. We, the engineering job is about challenge. Yes, sir. And, and uh, there is no way you, you can skid it. Um, let me just go straight to the point. Okay, sir. Sometimes, last, sometimes uh, about two years ago, there was a community in uh, Ondo State, that is Obakoko. They ran to Mr. Governor to tell Mr. Governor that the culvert that link the community with which, the community. Which governor are you referring to? I'm referring to the present governor, that is Arab Kuni, Oluarut Miodanyo, the state governor. Okay. Uh, so he now said it became a problem for us that how do we, how, how we allow communities to cut off. You know, he called on the special advisor, a special advisor on infrastructure, who is also an engineer, engineer. Rami Ameno. Okay. So he now called on Minister of Works, of which I am the permanent secretary. Then we went there with with uh, with area of engineers. We look at what can be done, and we said, okay, it's an engineering challenge, and we also look at what is what's available in terms of fund. Then we first constructed a a temporary belief structure okay. where we can be using to link each other. This time around, they cannot use vehicle, but they can still use motorbike, bicycle, and they can cross by leg. By leg. Aha. Then, before we go into the into constructions, of uh, initially, we, after our studies, we discovered that we need to construct a, a one-span bridge. And to construct a one-span bridge, the other, we need so many things to that we have to put in place. But then, our our staff sat down and said, "Well, they can redirect the course of the river, then, and and improvise by instead of uh, casting the beam, make it instead of making it a precast. Okay. We did in situ, and by and large." We got the bridge in place hmm. at a very reduced cost. At a very reduced cost to the government. What was the span and of the bridge? The span of the bridge is uh, is about uh, seventeen meters. And the depth? And the the depth is about uh, five between five and six meters. Okay. Mm. So, and that is that is about that. Okay. Then there was a time too. The street lighting occur here. We there was there was a, a cut off at a point. Then we now look at it that we invited the contractor that did it for is is a foreign contractor that did it, that did the street light installation. Okay. So he came with a, a bill that 
we cannot cope with. So we now called our, we now sit down, we told the challenge to the electrical engineering department of the ministry. They went around to look at it and they were able to, to work it out and get the problem solved at a very discourse. And when I see discourse, I'm talking of at about about at about 20 uh, percent of what would have been paid, paid to the contractor. To the contractor. That really answered the first question of lack of involvement of engineers, which you are just trash now. As a big plus to the state government and uh, to your staff, you threw up a challenge and uh, were able to come up with uh, yes. responses. Also, the UNESCO mentioned the problem of maintenance of infrastructure. Uh, maintenance could provide significant employment opportunities. Uh, because I know that in foreign countries we have maintenance engineers. Basically, their work is just to carry out maintenances. But unfortunately, there appears to be no culture of maintenance of maintaining infrastructures in Nigeria. So, what do you have to say about this? Even in your ministry, do you have a culture of maintenance? Uh, yes, maintenance maintenance is very very important. And uh, if one looks at at the level of uh, if one looks at the at the rate at which infrastructure are decaying in this country, we say there are no maintenance. Hmm. Not that there are no maintenance. There are maintenance at federal level. You have the you have the FEMA there okay. that carrying out maintenance works. FEMA. Uh -huh. Then at the state level here, we have the red level engineering unit, which is which duty is is principally to face maintenance works, and uh, and. If I may ask, sir, what kind of maintenance do they do in the Liu? Okay. Uh, the Liu, uh, majorly the work they maintain are road infrastructures. Okay, sir. And uh, what we have, we can't but have a cause to say thank you to Mr. Governor. I'm talking of Farakoro, because uh, when with, uh, we, have a, we have a system, I mean, we have a team, a unit in place that is adequately uh, equipped to carry out maintenance on this, uh, on some of our roads. Because there is no way, we, if we say we are not maintaining our roads, it means whatever thing we have done, we we'll lose them. And, and by the time we say we want to go for a bigger, a bigger maintenance work, which may be, not be a total rehabilitation of the road, <laughs> then it will cost more money. More money. But presently, the state has uh, an asphalt plant okay. where bitumen have been produced to quickly to quickly attend to roads that that uh, that, that has failure. Okay. But the issue is still there because what we have done so far now it will look as if the 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 is not working because <laughs> because the level of uh, of uh, damage. It's more uh, than it's, 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 uh, so you know it's an accumulated thing. Yeah, it started from several years back. Black. So and they are just coming in now, and with this, with are coming in before we begin to feel their good impact, then we still need to give them some more years, like two, three years. We can say that okay, uh, something significant has actually been done. Thank you for that. Uh, solid answer, sir. Mm. Then the other uh, item there that uh, 
UNESCO mentioned has to do with uh, poor salary after graduation. Like you mentioned that maintenance, maintenance, we have mentioned maintenance now. Now, and that the effect, to, effect of the maintenance carried out by the new will show in the next two or three years. Uh, poor salary after graduation. A university engineering graduate, if lucky enough to secure employment in Nigerian government body, will earn a monthly salary of $200. So how can you relate this to the need for employment of more engineers in the private and public sector, sir? Well, whatever thing, if you are talking of employment, we cannot dissociate it from the environment where that person is working. Okay. In Nigeria here, we spend naira, not dollar. So, and if you are talking of uh, 80,000, 80, we are talking of about, it's about uh, 82,000 naira. And uh, where well, it's more, it's not, it's more money, it will not be all that encouraging, but it's, it's something they can still start with. At least a starting point. Uh, uh, and with that one, they begin to grow. They begin to grow, and and uh, from there, they could, whatever thing they want as a person in life to, they will be able to achieve it. So it is, uh, what, what is seriously worrisome now, is his level of unemployment. Yes. You know, for some, somebody who is employed, though salary not very, not not uh, all that okay, but that person still has a place to go. But somebody who is not employed at all, and at the end of the month is not expecting anything and he has to eat. So that's a big challenge. So I'm not saying that the salary is okay. Yes. Uh, there could be improvement on it. But let us also look at this area of uh, getting, I mean, getting, getting more species for engineers to work. Rather than focusing on the salary. Mm. But sir, don't you think, uh, uh, relating it to the doctors, the medical profession, the starting point, that 80,000 or 82,000 we are talking about now, is uh, the NYC fee for a doctor who is serving at the youth service. So how do you, how do you think a doctor, an engineer who's, who went to the same university with the doctor will feel? You know, don't you think it will affect their morale? Mm, it will. It will. But the way, you know, we cannot feed a, a, we cannot, a, <laughs> a hungry child. We cannot feed. I mean, so what, what uh, the way I just look at it is that uh, uh, a doctor, well, they have their own salary scale, scale. and uh, the engineers too, we are working on our salary scale, okay. and not until we also get it through, we, we may not be able to do anything about it, because the government too has its own policy, and okay. they have their own salary, the salary structure is there. Okay. As we are talking now, not that... It is not every engineer that earns that kind of money. The other the engineers that work in other places that earns better than that. So it depends on where you find yourself. So like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that it is the best salary for an engineer. No, it is not. But if uh, if it is that is what is still obtainable 
for now. For now. And for for somebody to for for somebody to start. Well, if you can take it as as an allowance for training, okay. and you know that you one day you we'll keep and get a better job. Thanks for that, sir. Yes. Uh, also, um, UNESCO mentioned that uh, there is low involvement of Nigerian engineers in major projects. Local engineers have now been actively, have not been actively involved in major engineering projects in Nigeria. For example, in the oil and gas sector, Nigerian engineers' proportion was 10% in 2002, 30% in 2010. And we have similar examples uh, that are bound in major infrastructure projects. How, like, uh, let me use the example of the Ore Bridge that was uh, under your supervision. Uh, how can you can you say the engineers that came there are foreigners or even if they are foreigners, what was the percentage of local engineers that work with that bridge, so that there will be transfer of technology? But the 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 job, the project is designed by a Nigerian engineer. Okay. The company that designed the construction, I mean the consulting firm that designed the 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 bridge is Riyog. Riyog uh, consulting uh, consultant, Riyog uh, international consultants. Okay. Uh, they have the head office at Ibadan, okay. and the, the whole people that that uh, that made up of the company, they are indigenous yes. engineers. engineers. Okay, uh, and uh, though they are they are they are to me, and. While doing the job, they also carried along the younger ones. So the whole thing, the whole design, the whole design was done by indigenous engineers. But yes. coming to the rail construction, yes. the construction was given to a Cribble Construction Company, yes. and they also have some of our. They also have the local people. I mean, the indigenous engineers. A part of them and their staff, and they work together. And while they were doing the job, Minister of Works also attached some engineers to them, together with the with the consultant engineers, and they all participated. They, they all actively participated in the in the construction. And with that one, I think uh, technology, uh, technology is uh, transferred. transferred from this so, stage to uh, construction. To so all we just need to do is to encourage educate and appeal to our younger ones to open their eyes wide and listen and when when they are given the opportunity to participate in such job they should learn so that they also can have that technology in them and that we have been doing from time to time okay. uh, thanks for your time I appreciate your time uh, there's something I saw sometimes ago that baffled me uh, when I was when I went to the university, with my engineering drawing, we were using the uh, technical board. We were using a, a T square and board. And even in some universities in Nigeria, yeah, when you go to those universities, you see some engineering students carrying the same board and T square. Now we have AutoCAD software that we can use. Why is it that the university system is still following that old protocol, sir? Well, uh, I won't be able to say much about that because I'm not very familiar with the with what goes on in my university these days. Okay. Sir. But I think by now, 
the university will have ought to have upgraded their 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 method of uh, teaching, and uh, to they have also this also to have let them introduce them to the appropriate uh, technology, because is uh, even those of us who are already working, we can we no longer work with uh, this exactly. care and board. Exactly. And so <laughs> anybody that is trained with that one yeah, is already is is already outdated. Uh, very, uh, very. By the time he gets to there's nobody he will not be able to to work effectively with any when establishment. Yes. So so if it is still happening, I think uh Nigeria set of engineers will look into that and uh, and they work along with the National University Council. Uh, and necessary correction will be done. Thank you, sir. Over three years, more than 300 textile industries have closed down in Nigeria. Uh, and uh, they rely on massive importation of finished textiles from Japan, Europe, and China. Because industries are not growing, there are few employment opportunities, and consequently, Nigerian engineers are now waiting at an average of four years after graduation before getting their first job. Today, Nigeria produces an average of 350 engineers from universities and polytechnics for a country of 140 million people. This is far too small, but even at that, they, are, they cannot find work. Sir, tomorrow you will be retiring as the Permanent Secretary and Industrial Minister of Works and Infrastructure. What is your word for the engineering family in the state of Nigeria? Well, my, what you have just said about unemployment is very, very worrisome. It's disturbing. And uh, if you look at if one wants to be practical about it, well, it appears as if there is no solution on site. <laughs> and that is too bad. Uh, and the major cause is this issue of power, electricity. When there are no electricity, then he, that is, you, he, you cannot power, you cannot power Every your system. with uh, with diesel <laughs> and petrol. Whatever thing you are going to produce out of it, the cost will be very high, and it will not be able to compete. It will not be able to compete with uh, foreign goods yes. in the market. So I think uh, this is an area that government needs to look seriously into. Now that we will have solar around us. <laughs> so they should look seriously into it so that with these ones we can be having uh, cottage industries. We can start with that one then. And, Even farming. Uh, and that will give employment to people. Okay. So it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's sad if, if we are in the develop, we say we are developing. And somebody who is developing does not have a space to to work. Yes. Uh, well, the white people <laughs> we call advanced, advanced <laughs> countries advanced are still employing. So it is very, very obvious that uh, we are not doing, it's as if we are not doing anything at all. So we need to, we need to talk to, we need to appeal to the Nigerian government to look seriously to, to the issue of uh, power. That is the, power. That is about, about the major way out. Out. Power sector. As it should be transformed so that it will give out uh, employment. Sir, I know that you are retiring, we miss you, but I hope you are not tired. <laughs> <laughs>
because engineering is a continuous thing. You know that uh, after retirement, now you go a lot of people, uh, a lot of engineers after retirement, they go into farming. Uh, you, don't, you don't see them in town again. You don't relate to them like the white people. The white people have a culture. Even if you are, as you are retiring now as a peers, we will still need that knowledge that you have, that experience that you have. We will still come and meet you at home and say, "Oh God, we have this." I remember the man. Uh, he's, he's late now. He's from Mondo State. He's the, he was the general manager of Nepal then. I was uh, opportune to meet him once before my marriage. I was in Lagos. I got to Lagos that night around 12 p.m. I met him in his house. He was taking his uh, Golda, bottle of Golda, and uh, he was being called upon from different corners of Nigeria. Sir, this transformer has a problem. What do we do? You know, he was giving them point uh, solutions to those transformers. I hope that when we call upon you after this retirement, you answer us. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Call on me. I'll, I'll be very, I'll be glad to, to attend to your call. Okay, sir. Um, engineering is is part of me, okay, sir. and there's no other job I know better than engineering, and it's interesting and I like I like the practice. So, anytime um, the knowledge I have acquired. Over the year, I won't just let them go like that. Ah. I still, I, I'm still looking for a way of, a, of, a, of a transferring them to yeah, the younger ones, or a way of seeing how government can also benefit from my, experience. from my experience. Because I'm no longer in government, does not mean that whatever thing I see that that is that that needed correction now, I'll definitely call the attention of government to it, and. The beauty of my retirement that this time around I will have time for private studies and some of the things that I've undergone in the system, I'll be able to sit down, put them together for us and to advise government some areas. So so please don't don't entertain that fear that ah, uh, no. <laughs> we are, we are I have together. to ask you now so that when we I bust into your house, this boy is disturbing me. <laughs> so thank you. Sir, I appreciate you a lot. Listeners at home, you. you have been for the past twenty-five minutes we have been chatting and discussing with uh, engineer Taiwo Ebenezer Otto, the permanent secretary of the State Ministry of Works. He will be Retiring tomorrow and having his pen down ceremony by 11 a.m. And uh, it's my prayer, sir, that uh, your children, your family will benefit from you. Sicknesses and disease will not hold you down. Amen. Uh, and that, like the Yorubas will say in an adage, I'm a man buying lady, sir. Listeners at home, thanks 